Welcome to episode 163 of the Various and Sundry Podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who stayed up well past his bedtime last night. Well past. John Scott Sloat. It was it was rough. I had to watch like the last 10 <laughs> minutes of the game in bed because it was so, so late. Yeah, which that puts that around like, what, 10 o'clock, 10, 10? Yeah. That's around when the game, I think, ended. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do appreciate the 6.30 kickoff. That's yeah. very helpful. Yes. Yes, um, it is. But, uh, but yeah, those games that started like 8, 8.30, I don't know how people do it. <laughs> well, they also don't get up at like, what, 4.30 or 5 o'clock like you do. Five, between 5 and 5.30 usually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if you'd like to uh, contact the show and give John a hard time about him staying up past his bedtime, you can reach out on Twitter at VNSPod. You can email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. And we would, of course, love for you to leave a five-star uh, rating and a review. A snarky written review? We, we love snark. Glowing? Yeah, either mm-hmm. way. Just make sure it's five stars. Yeah, got to be five Can't stars. Can't mess with the algorithm. That's right. Yes. All right. Now, normally at this point, I know we have some listeners who hit the skip button, look at the timestamps in the notes, and they jump right to our main topic. But if that's you, I am going to ask you to not do that because we have mm. a twist on our sports segment today. Right, John? Yes, we do. This is history in the making right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have our very first – in studio guest yep. on the program in the 163 episodes. Well, yeah, I know we discussed that before we got unless on. You, unless you count the Grace Story the takeover. The Grace Story takeover. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unless you count that. But we were really just taking over somebody else's podcast. That's not true. our own. That's so, true. So this is our this is our house. And uh, uh, yeah. Now, um, I will say before I introduce this guest, um, I'm taking some heat on the home front for this. Oh, the boys? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, not the boys. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that leaves either a cave dweller or a spouse. My beloved wife. Yeah. She's a little salty that she w- she's not been able to secure a guest appearance mm. on the pod. But uh, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about my marital issues off air. <laughs> All right. Oh so let's go ahead and bring in and introduce our guest. Uh, you know, the money has just been rolling in to the various Sunday podcast. That's right. And so we have hired for this past year, we hired hired. Yes. That's strong words. Yeah. <laughs> a a Super Bowl correspondent that we sent off to Media Day. And so um, we are bringing in that said Super Bowl correspondent. His name is Will Dawson. Will, thanks for joining us. I am so honored to be here. And should I just hold the check for a while? Yeah, probably. I, okay. Probably. A good long while. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So, uh, Will, why don't you tell us a little bit about your um, your actual jobs as opposed to your made-up job here that we're talking about? I work for the Christian Broadcasting Network. I'm a producer and a reporter. And I do primarily sports stories, which mm-hmm. affords me the opportunity to be at the Final Four in nice. the World Series. And the Super Bowl, which is 
pretty exciting, and I yeah. guess that's why you asked me to be here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and, and we can really like you, and yeah. you know, <laughs> your good. your office is right down the hall. Which that's right. Is some, really of handy. Harmons, some of the Harmons like me. I am feeling the the heat from <laughs> yes. from Mrs. Harmon. Really. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, man. Will was at our Super Bowl party last night, ah. and we were discussing the uh, the recording today. And uh, let's just say that my wife Kate um, aggressively lobbied for her to be uh, the first guest, and mm. threw a little bit of uh, shade towards Will for for the fact <laughs> that he managed to secure the invitation. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and no joke. Like five minutes before he came into the studio. My wife texts me, you know, it's still not too late to have me on for a little Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day segment since this episode drops on Valentine's Day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just happy to be healthy and safe here today (laughs) in the podcast studio. Yes, indeed. We'll get you a a detail for the next next 48 hours or so. Yes. Excellent. So, um, all right, Will, let's talk a little bit about what is Media Day like? Just walk us through what it's like, where it's held, what what the atmosphere is what like. What day of the week it is even. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even sure. Well, you can imagine for Super Bowl, they want to stretch this thing out as long as they possibly can. I can't even imagine how much money the city of, of Phoenix uh, and any city that hosts the Super Bowl makes. Mm-hmm. We, we stayed in Phoenix last Sunday night, so over a week ago. Okay. I won't tell you the name of the hotel. It's a decent hotel. $187 a night that Sunday night. Mm-hmm. The next night, $387. <laughs> wow. One wow. person, one night. Yeah, so yeah. this thing goes on for a week. And you, as you can imagine, the Super Bowl media day, is it's insane. There, there are all kinds of media there. Mm-hmm. I saw a guy as I was walking in through the metal detector. We're checking our gear. He seems to be wearing nothing but a barrel over himself <laughs> and a cowboy hat. <laughs> Thankfully, it goes down almost to his knees. But <laughs> did they have to wand him, or like what do they do with <laughs> the metal? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how that happened. I don't think yeah. you want to go there. <laughs> I turned my head yeah. as he was going through, uh, and I expected this guy to be a little, little crazy, you know, out mm-hmm. of control. He kind of stood there like. I'm really in Super Bowl media day wearing a barrel and nothing else. He was kind of quiet. So I didn't want to ask him what his deal was. I didn't want to bring it. The reserved to... barrel guy. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it, it's a ticketed event. It's at the Footprint Center where the Phoenix Suns play. Okay. So there are a lot of fans there. Uh, and basically what happens is they'll set up the main players in a circle at individual podiums with microphones and speakers. And then the rest of the team just kind of walks around. Hmm. And so you go up and, and get who you can get. So who, who was on the perimeter this year? For, for the Eagles, so they were first. It was Jalen Hurts. It was A.J. Brown. Uh, Jason Kelsey was one of the guys. Nick Sirianni, the coach. Okay. Brandon Graham. Okay. Linebacker. Uh, and then the rest of the guys, you just kind of had to figure out who they were. They didn't have name tags or anything like that? I think in years past, they've worn jerseys. So, oh. hey, there's this guy. That's pretty easily identifiable. Yeah. And the main guys, you kind of know who they sure, are. Sure, right. You see Jalen Hurts walking around. Well, that's Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. You know who he is. Yeah. But the long snapper for Kansas City Chiefs? <laughs> yeah. You you better know what his number is. And so they had team issue sweats mm-hmm. with a little little number kind of over their, <laughs> their heart. And so yeah. I'm walking around trying to find the guys to talk to based sure. on the number. Mm. And that caused... 
a little bit of an issue. So what's your preparation for this day? Mm-hmm. Are you – is it kind of you're walking in blind, free-for-all, just talking to whoever you can talk to? Or do you signal – uh, single out individuals you want to connect with. Uh, I, I assume they would have some sort of Christian background. Yeah, it's that's that's kind of the fun in this event is that you just you're ready for anything. Okay. The preparation is I contact the ch- the team chaplains and try to talk oh, yeah. to them about the guys that are mm-hmm. really following the Lord. Maybe they're in the team Bible study or whatever. Hmm. Hmm. So I was able to connect with the Eagles team chaplain, but the Chiefs team chaplain I was not, and so I will Google players' names along with faith or along with Christian and kind of hope something comes up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where do you find most of those articles come from? Are they in like the Kansas City mm-hmm. local newspaper? Are they on some sort of like weird Christian blogger out there? <laughs> like, what, yeah. like where are all of the above? That it's kind of all of the above. So local media, sometimes will you'll get a little bit of something. And then I found a really good resource is uh, my friend's at Sports Spectrum. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. that. Used to be a, I think, a mo- monthly publication magazine. Yeah. Okay. But now a guy named Jason Romano, who worked at ESPN for the longest time as a producer with Mike and Mike and hmm. um, all of those shows, he was a talent booker there. Now he runs it, and so I've got a connection with him. Oh, I'm like, fun! Who do you have? Can you help out? So we kind of help each other out in that regard. Nice. Hmm. Nice. So uh, who were some of the people going into the media days that you had prioritized of these are people I want to try to make every effort to connect with? There were, you know, I can say honestly that I didn't have a lot of information on guys that are Christians on the team to mm-hmm. talk the faith angle with. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a professing believer. Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. professing believers. And so I thought mm-hmm. that'll be pretty cool. I'll just kind of push my way through the mass of media and try to get a question to one of those guys and hope it works out okay. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a lot of people wanted to talk to those guys, right? right? Not yeah. At all. yeah. Yeah. So at any given moment then, when you're trying to push through the crowd, how many reporters or others pretending to be reporters wearing barrels uh, <laughs> are are gathered around a, a, a big name player uh-huh. like a Jalen Hurts, a Patrick Mahomes? How many people are you trying to fight through to get up towards the front so you can ask your question? You know, I kind of waited for the line to dissipate. Okay. They're up there an hour. Okay. And so, but then you start realizing it's not going to dissipate. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. yeah. As soon yeah, as yeah. somebody moves in, somebody's moving out. Yeah. And so I just, there are probably 60, give okay. or take, cameras on the shoulders. And mm-hmm. to try to get your way up to the front, you're pushing, jockeying for position. So I grab my cameraman and I'm kind of pushing him through. And I've got experience <laughs> doing this because I, yeah. This goes back to 2007. I covered my first event, the World Series. Hmm. So I'm not a stranger to it. Yeah. But, you know, people get a little uncomfortable when you're <laughs> when you're pushing in and out of those things. They, they don't like it very much. But then you're also sent to do a job. And right. You got to do a job. And you know they're going to do it right back to you, right? Like, exactly. like if, if you were in the other position, they're going to push right past you. Uh, I, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe tell me about – some of your most interesting conversations, whether as somebody you had targeted or somebody that you didn't really anticipate but maybe surprised you as being enjoyable conversations? Well, I think one of the ones uh, the most surprising to me was Coach Nick Sirianni. And yeah. you remember mm-hmm. the, the visual now that's all over social media about him shedding tears before the game as the anthem's playing. Yeah, uh, He was a guy that was an assistant coach in Philadelphia – I'm sorry, in, in Kansas City. And Andy Reid was hired, and Andy Reid fired him wow. when he 
when he showed up to take over. Hmm. And so Sirianni, who comes from a family of faith, I don't know that he had actually made faith his own at that point, but he pointed to the fact of how God led him through that. And it wasn't what he wanted, Hmm. but it got him where he was today and not just the blessing of being in the Super Bowl, but that he had actually, it had actually put him on a path toward following Christ. Hmm. Wow. That's That's great. great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What was that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) My goodness. Um, So um, was, uh, was there anybody that you were really hoping to talk to or get a soundbite from that you were unable to? Mm. No, actually, I think we got everybody that we wanted to. Um, there, there are often guys that you'll see at this event that you're like, whoa, that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Kenny Mayne walked by me, and, and being a guy that's watched SportsCenter since I was a little kid, like, yeah. that's Kenny Mayne. Pretty <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, Cowboys Hall of Fame head coach, Michael yeah. Irvin was there. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I got content, so I saw Trent Dilfer, and I was like, hey, man, you got a second for a quote? And I asked him, you know, just looking around at what this is, the spectacle this is, mm-hmm. how do guys put all of this into perspective? Hmm. He's like, that's a tough one. These guys are being worshipped, yeah, and we are not made to be worshipped. We're made to worship. And so it's a really difficult thing for for the guys that are there. So I guess that was an interesting conversation that I had. Yeah. So um, are you are you headed to the Final Four then this year as well? Yes, it's in Houston this year. Uh, pretty excited about that. That's a challenge in and of itself too because you're talking to – I mean, they're all young guys, but, you know, guys that are in college and public university. Absolutely. Those are, those are tough gets. But that is actually – that's probably my favorite trip. Uh, of all of them. Just there's so much going on. And I can say the Super Bowl too. These things are so, so well organized. And I, mm-hmm. they probably start in the process as soon as they're announced as a host city. Sure. Yeah. But you go in and the everything scheduled in detail. There are really no surprises except for the surprises when you stick a microphone in somebody's face. Mm-hmm. You're, right. you're not sure you're going to, you know, you don't know about that. But they're great events. Uh, Super Bowl was a great event. Final Four is next. So um, if Kate is not on before <laughs> I'm asked back, and hopefully I will be being a Final Four correspondent, we need Absolutely. to work that out for sure. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, the, that hole is just going to get deeper uh, if we bring you back mm-hmm. in for that before. Yeah, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> yeah, you've gone white, Matt. I, uh... <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, yes. Um, this might turn into a marriage counseling session here real quick if we're not careful. But um, yes, so um, – we do appreciate you coming in. Um, you know, this this is a, a unique angle, I think, that most people, they might see clips from Media Day and that sort of stuff, or they might, but mm-hmm. to get a behind-the-scenes look at it is something that I think a lot of our listeners uh, don't have. How, this is like a dumb sport question. How big are those guys <laughs> at, at the Super Bowl? Like, like as you're walking up to, to uh, Jason Kelsey, let's say. Yeah. How big is he? They're big guys, uh, really big guys. I think I feel smaller when I when I'm at the Final Four, though. When, really, when you see guys that are six six, six eight, seven yeah. seven foot tall. Yeah. And funny, there's a guy named Boston Scott who's a running back for the Eagles, who's five six. And so it's mm-hmm. like, well, you had a couple great jukes last time. You got yeah, the ball you did. in the open field a few times. You did well, and that's that's part of what's 
in one sense unique about football is based on position, you do get more of a range of, mm-hmm. of yeah. sizes of guys. Mm-hmm. You've got small running backs. You've got you know the occasional smaller corner. I mean, most corners are probably five ten, mm-hmm. six foot range. You know, they're not. You know, we we might stereotypically think of the linemen or even the quarterbacks are typically six three and above, six three to six six range. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you get those guys that are like. You know the, the the small running back or the corners that are smaller. Somebody at my, at our Super Bowl party last night was saying Jalen Hurts squats like six hundred pounds, and I look at him, I go, that dude looks scrawny out there. Well, but but is, is he is he a big dude? Well, he was. I didn't stand next to him, so so he was sitting down at a okay. booth when I when I talked to him. So I didn't get a good you know I didn't get to size him up. Yeah, I didn't get to challenge him to an arm <laughs> wrestling competition. Yeah, yeah. I might have <laughs> just to say that I have. Yes. Well, um, yeah. Will, thanks for uh, thanks for being our Super Bowl correspondent. Um, and uh, if we go ahead and sign a contract with you for the Final Four, absolutely, we will double your pay. What we paid for That's, you for the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Yes. Thanks for bringing the contracts here. I'm signing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate yes. that. Yes. So, Will, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's a privilege, guys. Appreciate thanks it. for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Will. Well, John, that was fun to uh, have a little wrinkle there in terms of adding Will into the oh, program. Oh, that, that was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to doing it again. Yeah. And we uh, also heard some kind of off-air sto- an off-air story that uh, will oh, stay yeah. off-air. Yeah. yeah. Some of the behind the scenes. If we had a Patreon account, maybe we would do that. That would be <laughs> fun. Yeah. Although but I'm still not sure Will would want that on the Patreon. I don't think Will would want yeah. that on the Patreon there. So. But uh, we are grateful for Will joining us, um, and he is a—he's also a listener to the pod, so we, we appreciate that as well. Yeah, we, we've known Will for years, many years now. Yes, um, yeah. Will, Will was a seminary student here at Grace shortly. Yes, uh, and, very short, <laughs> <laughs> and worked in the community for. I, I, I've known Will was was in our small, small group. group together, and then, yep. and so yeah, grateful for him, and uh, yeah, he's a he's a good dude, even if he is a Kentucky fan. Yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that kind of noise out of me. He was trying did. to be real quiet. <laughs> we'll talk about that closer to March Madness, I suppose. See you, so, Will. Have a good one. Thanks, Will. Um, so let's talk um, – really, this episode is going to be uh, about the Super Bowl as a whole. Now, we'll talk different angles so that it's not um, – you know, we'll talk a little bit about the game, obviously, but uh, we're also going to talk about – commercials and the Super Bowl is sort of a cultural phenomena uh, and that sort of thing. So um, why don't we talk why don't we talk now about the actual game itself? Sure. So uh, what were your impressions of the actual football game itself? For the most part, I thought it was a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought the Eagles played a bit better than the Chiefs and uh, certainly in the first half. Certainly in the first half. Um, I think the Chiefs' defensive touchdown is really, uh, you know, without that, I, you know, the Eagles win that game. Yeah, without that, they would be down. They would have been down twenty-four-seven at the half. The Chiefs would have been. Yeah, that's a tall task. Absolutely, to come back from that. Um, but, but yeah. I think I think Andy Reid's a great coach. I think Andy yes. Reid had a great came out in the second half with a great game plan mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh, that game plan uh, came through, and uh, Mahomes' ankle held up. <laughs> yeah, he looked way more mobile than I expected. I mean, obviously, he's had two weeks since the AFC Championship game. Sure. He's getting literally the best 
care for that ankle available in the world. And the best painkillers, I assume. Yes. Um, But uh, I was also impressed with – the Eagles came in with one of the – with the best – uh, defensive line and and statistics in terms of pressuring the quarterback. And I don't think they sacked Mahomes the entire night. No, no. Uh, I believe there was only one sack, and it was a one-yard sack of Jalen Hurts in the game. Yeah. So uh, the fact that the Chiefs, and if you remember, when they lost to the, to the Buccaneers a couple of years ago, that's what lost them the game. Yep. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life the entire time and mm-hmm. could not do anything. So they've made the adjustments to have a an offensive line that can protect Mahomes even when he's gimpy, which he was last night. Uh, another thing, did you – what did you think of the defensive holding call that more or less settled the game at the end? Yeah, I think it should have been one that they let go. Like I could see a case for it, mm-hmm. but I thought it was pretty minor. Yeah. Now, again, that's, there's no guarantee that Philadelphia comes back to win. Yep. But that was with what, like a minute and a half left? It was on a third down, incomplete pass, clock stops. So Kansas City would have kicked the field goal, almost certainly would have made it. It was a short, would have been a short field goal. And um, Philly would have got in. Philly would have gotten the ball with, with at least like a minute 20 left, probably. Yeah. And only needing a field goal to tie or a touchdown to win. Um, so I can put myself in the shoes of a Philadelphia fan and feel like, man, if I was if I was a fan of that team and that's how we lost, I, I'd that'd be a hard pill to swallow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm also not a huge fan. I get it. I'm not a huge fan of the like – because after that play, Philadelphia was like, let them score, let them score, let them score. Yes. Right. Uh, and they slid down at the one, uh-huh. took a couple knees, and kicked the field goal. That's a little hard to watch. That's that's not necessarily the way I want a game to end. Yeah, it's not entertaining football. It's smart it's football. It's very smart football, but it's not entertaining football. But yes, it's, uh, it's something that um, obviously both teams trying to employ the sort of smart strategy in terms of the, right. the Eagles saying, well, if they score – we're down seven, but we at least get the ball back with a minute and a half or whatever mm-hmm. left. And the Chiefs realizing it's actually worse to score the touchdown because then we can't run the clock out. Yep. And so that was, uh, yeah, not the most entertaining way for a football game to end, mm-hmm. but very strategic moves on the part. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it is a game, and games have strategy, right? Yeah. And so that's yeah. that's one of them. I mean, in one sense, it's it can, it can feel a little similar to, I mean, when you're watching a basketball game and the last 45 seconds are just foul, free throw, yep. Yep. three-point attempt, foul, three, free throw, like that. that's not the most entertaining version of basketball that's sure. out there. And I think that's a similar vibe with the football. But um, – Thoughts on the commentators, Kevin Burkhart and uh, Greg Olson. Well, you know my feelings about Kevin Burkhart. <laughs> I know. Uh, it, it is Valentine's Day when this releases, so uh, that, that's, your, um, that's your man crush right yeah, there. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Burkhart, for listeners out there, used to be the Mets sideline reporter and was, was great. And he was the sideline reporter, mm-hmm. I think, through the 2014 season. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Fox and he had hosting duties for the World Series in 2015. And uh, was hosting 
the World Series, like um, the sort of at the stadium mm-hmm. uh, roundtable discussion with all the former players at City Field for for the World Series, and uh, yeah, yeah. So he's done that, and then he was the number two at Fox behind Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman. Yeah, and they both left, and they he got promoted to number one, and so yes. he had the Super Bowl this year, which was really exciting. But they're going to put Tom Brady in his booth now, right? Um, Since he's the number one, are they not going to put Tom Brady right on? I I would assume so. And reassign uh, Greg Olson to somebody else. Probably. I think think he's okay. I'm not wowed by him, but I think he's all right. Yes. Yes. I thought Greg Olson was very good last night. I didn't have a ton of complaints. I wasn't wowed. Um, But I think Kevin Burkhardt's. But I think it's a tough spot because, on the one hand, you know, as a commentator, you have a large number of people watching yep. who don't watch much football. And so you probably feel some compulsion to explain more things than maybe in a regular game that you would because you you have this large audience that is um, – 100 million viewers. Yeah, yeah, 100 million viewers and a huge chunk of them may not know a lot of the nuances of the game. So mm-hmm. why is that a penalty or – why is that smart strategy by the chief play, Chiefs player to slide down and not score? That seems so counterintuitive until you oh, yeah. understand how the clock works and all those sorts of things. I thought they did a good job of using Mike Pereira last night, their rules yes. expert. Uh, there were a lot of instances of, is that a catch? Is yeah. that not a catch? Yes. And then we're having conversations in the basement. I'm trying to explain to my wife, like, this is what a catch is. <laughs> is that a catch? Is that not a catch? Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Yeah, there were three calls all on that very issue. Is it a catch or not? Yeah. There was the long pass to Devontae Smith that got yep. overturned. I was surprised by that. I was a little surprised by that too. And then there was um, – The tight end yes. uh, catch on the sideline Yes, by the Eagles. That was upheld as a catch. That one was upheld. Yes, I believe so. And then there was the swing pass where the receiver uh-huh. caught it, got two feet on the ground, and just as he's turning, gets got hit. Walloped. The ball run, uh, falls out. The uh, Chiefs player picks it up. Same player that scored I was the about other to, one. I said if that if that call stood. He is the MVP. He is the MVP. Yeah, game over in terms mm-hmm. of that. So um, Two defensive touchdowns will do it for you. Yeah, I would think so. So – uh, yeah, the game itself, I, it was the kind of game I was hoping for. Both teams scoring a lot of points, entertaining. Yep. Um, not a lot of officiating until the very – like until the, the officials were end. fine, I thought, overall, mm-hmm. until they get to that end and you're like, oh, man, that is a weak sauce call. Now, was that a superstar um, a super team of referees, like the best referees from the different groups, or was it one I th- group? One crew, I think they call them crews. Well, when they get to the get to the playoffs, they do superstar crews. But I don't know hmm. then if they keep those crews or they just kind of keep in, evaluating individual refs and then put cobble them together as a as a. My guess is they pick the best of the best at each of the positions that the refs occupy yeah. and then do that. I'm probably more of a fan of keeping a crew together all year. That's probably my preference. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably. So, um, well, let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl as a cultural phenomena. Okay. I mean, 
when you when you think about it, um, this is one of the few uh, remaining cultural moments when people gather outside of family, right? You see, you have Thanksgiving, you have sure. Christmas, Easter, you have family gatherings. Sure. But there aren't many cultural gatherings where it's not family, it's friends, it's neighbors, it's mm-hmm. maybe people from your small group or if you're you know, in a church or something like that. Um, yeah, so why do you think why do you think this has become such a huge cultural moment? Why is it, because the Super Bowl has always been big in one sense in terms of television numbers, massive numbers of people watching it. But I, I'm trying to remember, I don't feel like it was until maybe into the into the 90s or the early 2000s where it became like the expectation was you were going somewhere or hosting someone. Yeah. In terms of like that that you would not watch the Super Bowl by yourself or maybe just with your spouse on the couch. What was the first Super Bowl you watched? Do you remember? Or uh, first Super Bowl party you went to? Do you remember? Oh, it would have been in college. Okay. With with involved with with crew. Okay. I remember we cuz I I remember watching it alone with my with my folks when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember watching I believe Steelers Cowboys was a Super Bowl. What was that? 90 90- Steelers Cowboys? 92? Uh, no, 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 no. That would have been like 90 – been later than that. 95, wasn't it? No, that was mm, – wasn't it the Neil O'Donnell year? Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, I remember watching that one for whatever reason, just, just me and my folks. Yeah. But I remember the first one I watched, watched was I believe – or with like a, where we hosted a party was 96, mm-hmm. I believe. Where the where the Green Bay Packers beat the New England Patriots? Yes, that was the, that's the I believe that's 1996 because sure. then Elway won 97 and 98, okay. I believe. All right, um, but that's the first time I remember having a party. Yeah, formally. And and now it's an expectation. Everybody goes to a Super it's Bowl an party. expectation mm-hmm. almost. Um, It'd almost be sad to watch it alone. Well, it's yeah, it's so unusual. Hmm. Um. So I think one piece of that, uh, just on a sort of silly level, I guess, is they've tried to put other things in connection with the Super Bowl to draw in the non-football viewer. One big piece, obviously, is the halftime show. Oh, yeah. Big time. Did you watch any of that? I did. Okay, I did not. I mean, it was on, but I paid literally no attention to it. I I kept going – Oh, I didn't know Rihanna sung, sung that song. Oh, I didn't know she sung that <laughs> okay. song. Yeah. yeah. That's what I kept doing, the, okay. the, the whole halftime show. And then I also wanted to go the whole halftime show. Is she pregnant? But I, I knew not to say <laughs> you that. You can't say that. But then somebody else brought it up yeah. and was like, hey, the internet's gonna, going kind of crazy. They think she's pregnant. Yeah. When, and then they announce after – has it been confirmed that she is I don't. I don't. Or is it just not that I'm aware. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. But, um, well, you know, and that's had a that that's had a checkered history, obviously, with the wardrobe malfunction back all the way back to Janet Jackson and uh, Justin so Timberlake. Oh, oh, two, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, but you know, they they try to bring in an artist that's popular enough that catches a wide range, um. But yeah, I 
I'm just not that interested. <laughs> I'm really not. Uh, who would they have to bring in for you to be like, I'm really excited for the halftime show? I like who, what, what group would have to come in? See, I don't even know. I don't even know who I'd say. I mean, didn't didn't you two do it a few years like a you while two, ago? You two did it a few years ago. But see, here's yeah. the thing: Coldplay. I, I really enjoy you two, but they have such a massive amount of music, mm-hmm. and I tend to like their older stuff more than their newer stuff. So you know they're going to skew towards the newer stuff that they're going to play. Sure. And so you know they're not going to play much off a of Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Best album of the 80s by far. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I think I, I think the answer is I don't think you can find somebody that I would be like, oh, I think I want to pay attention to that. Uh, do you have a problem with an American – like an American institution like the Super Bowl bringing in British bands? No. Or British uh, uh, singers? You don't no, have a problem with I that? I don't care about that. Interesting. I don't care about that. Um, obviously, another big piece of – Watching the Super Bowl that has only grown in its significance is the commercials. Yes. The people – that there's a there's a chunk of people who that's what they're probably most excited about in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, what kind of funny or, or expense – you know, all these commercials are just absurdly expensive. I think it was seven – was it $7 million for a 30-second spot? Some number like that? Crazy. Yeah, it's expensive. I don't it's, – it's getting wild. And so, um, yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about. Did you how much do you pay attention to the commercials? Moderate amount. I'm I, I look same. I, I look for f- famous people. I look mm-hmm. for what do people what do people in the room laugh at? Yeah, and and then I'll go watch it later on YouTube because they all end up on YouTube right. ten minutes later. Yep. So, all right. So, any that stood out to you this year? Um, there was a good amount that required like you watching a previous show. Like there was a Grease reference. There was a Breaking Bad reference. Yes. Uh, there was – I think there were some – Clueless. Clueless. Alicia in Silver – is it Silverstone? I think it's her name. I had never seen that before and I just looked at that commercial and I'm like, what on earth is going on? Well, look, I, you're – I'm not the uh, demo? Probably. Well, actually you're still in the demo. I mean I, I'm, I'm almost outside of the demo. Mm-hmm. 35 – there's the 18 to 34 and there's the 35 to 49. Those are the two demos that marketers go after. Once you get to the 50 number, you tend to matter a lot less. Hmm. So I, I am knocking on the door of leaving the demographic. But I, I have been in this phase of life of I'm at the point where I'm asking, is that somebody famous? I should know who that is. You know, am I, I, I did ask that question yeah, last night. And, while, you know, my sons watching. laugh at me a little bit. Um, but uh, I didn't recognize the the woman from uh, Clueless, the elite no, Alicia I, Silverstone, until someone said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that is her. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of um, I wouldn't call them insider jokes, like inside jokes, but a lot of the ads, like you said, they kind of depend on having a basic. I don't like this term, but we'll use it. Sort of cultural intelligence, cultural awareness. Maybe that's a better term. Intelligence and cultural uh, in this context. Some page six intelligence, maybe. Well, just a, like broad awareness of these are these are very popular television shows or movies or well, even just or, artists or even that Ben Affleck and J Lo, I believe, are dating again, right? And that was in the commercial. Yeah. 
right? Oh, I don't know their relationship status, but I did. I, I found that one mildly amusing to have Ben Affleck doing the drive through at Dunkin'. Yeah, particularly he's a Boston guy, yeah. right? And that's that's out of Boston. And... Yeah. Um, and I, I I liked the previous. I mean, this is sort of bringing back an idea. The the E Trade Baby commercial. Yeah. You know that, that they did versions of that ten years ago, probably now mm-hmm. at least. Um, and so I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, the Will Ferrell with the cars. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's clever. That's clever. Um, what do you think of the Bradley Cooper one with his mom in the T-Mobile? All I, I need to go back and watch it again. But all I thought is, boy, he looks a lot scrawnier than I expected him to. Yeah. I was like – He still towered over his mother though. Yes, I yes. Mean, he was over. very, very tall. But I was like, I thought you were thicker. Like I thought he was stronger. Well, but don't don't I think I think guys like that, you know, they bulk up for roles, yeah, and then they stop doing the I'm working out four times a day and I'm consuming twelve thousand calories, yeah, and then just go back to kind of normal, and their body just kind of retracts back to a more normal state hmm. of 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 being. So, um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. Um, yeah, the, the spoof of the of Breaking Bad with the popcorners. We don't eat our own supply. Yeah, I yeah. like that. That was fun. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, I, you know, and then uh, one other that's of interest to us. We're going to do an episode on this next week. The He Gets Us commercials. There were two. Did you did you catch? Those? I just caught one. Okay, there was one in the first quarter, and then there was one in the fourth quarter. I miss. I caught the one in the fourth quarter. That's okay. the one in the first quarter. Yep. So the one in the fourth quarter was very much like kept throwing up black and white images. That, that's all of them in terms um, of like the – that's the style. And then, and then throws up a – Jesus said love your enemies or, or something like that. I think like that, that one was um, Jesus loved, loved the people we hate or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I have to go back and look at it again. But What was the first one like? I'm trying to remember that one. Um I don't remember which one it was now. Now that I think about it, um, something about Jesus was that the one that was about confrontation. I can't remember. Anyway, we're gonna do a whole episode on it next. Yeah, it, and we got to talk about those commercials in that episode because I and, and the response out yeah. there as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, anything else you wanted to say on the uh, on the Super Bowl here before we wrap this up? Um. We didn't talk about your soup, uh, your simple party, food. Yeah, yeah, that's we, a, that's we a talk big about food. That's another, but that's another piece of it. Why people gather? Like, yeah, there's sort of the you know, oh yeah, dips and all these sorts of things. Um, I'm assuming you had some, you smoked something. I didn't smoke any with the what? move coming with with the big move and everything. I I did not bust out the smoker for the Super Bowl. Is the smoker still back at the Columbia City House? No, the, it just arrived okay. last week at the at the Fort Wayne House. But uh, no, with 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 everything going on, I just I just decided to to not do that. But okay, um, my wife made some Hawaiian roll sliders. Yeah, uh, turkey. She makes her own like uh, honey mustard sauce that puts on it. Mm. It's a lot of Swiss. Yeah, um, really really good. Uh, also had an artichoke dip. Uh, there was some chicken buffalo uh, dip that was present. Was that? Uh, made by the uh, world famous. It was yeah, okay. It was um, big thing of meatballs there. We had 
And we had just six adults, by the way, um, okay. at our party. We had like a like a trail a, a baked trail mix as well that was mm. really good, like a tr- tray of brownies, um, uh, uh, assortment of uh, beverages. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I feel like I'm missing something. I think that's I think that's it. Sounds and we had good. a veggie tray. There's sure. a veggie tray there. You know, some filler food. Yeah. So it was good. We we had a, we had a good a good amount of stuff. Excellent. How about yourself? What was the food? Yeah, so we had um, – so one of our life group members likes to make homemade pizza. Okay. And so we had several of those. Okay. Made, he made a meat lovers. He made a pepperoni. He made a sausage. He made a um, – oh, what was the other one? There's a barbecue chicken one. Um, and then um, several dips. We had sort of your traditional nacho dip. Mm. We had buffalo chicken dip. Mm. And we had an artichoke, spinach artichoke dip as well. We had um, – what else? Uh, we also had on the um, – oh, uh, we had someone bring smoked turds. Yeah, he was that, – that individual was texting me about yeah. it and wanted to know my process. Yeah, yeah. Bacon it turned wrapped. out well? Yeah, bacon wrapped. Good, good. Um, the jalapeno, the cheese. It's good, very good. He also brought some. He he brought bacon wrapped dates. Yeah, with goat cheese. Were those good? I didn't try them. Goat cheese is a, is, is is a non-starter. Pretty much a non-starter for me. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, we also had some desserts. We had someone made. They called them Buckeye brownies. So they had chocolate, peanut butter, amazing, and uh, also made the these uh, these caramel shortcake. Bites, mm. so rich. Um, I eat way too much last night. I know. I woke up like <laughs> this morning. I went. I don't feel great. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I tried to even it out with a lot of carrots and celery. Yeah, did not take. Did not work. Mm-hmm. Did not work. All right. All right. You ready to move on, John? I think so. Time now for this day in sports history. Okay, this day in sports history. February 14th, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, 1966, Wilt Chamberlain breaks the NBA scoring record at 20,884 points. Uh, Wilt scored 41 uh, points in the 70 uh, in the 76ers 149 to 123 win over uh, Detroit to pass Bob Petty. Pettit. Pettit? Yep. So no I? No. Um, Bob Pettit's NBA record of 20,880 career points. It's a record that would stand for 18 years until Kareem broke it. And now LeBron has broke it. That's right. He passed Kareem last week. Yeah. We didn't get to cover that because he uh, – Yeah. Let's see. When did that happen? That happened I mean, Tuesday night? Of yeah. Like, so it happened the night our podcast dropped. Yeah. Yeah. So LeBron's the new scoring champ. Any thoughts? Yes. Feelings? Um. I mean, it's remarkable. His health has been great. He, he had to be incredibly healthy. Certainly stay. hasn't backed into this. Nope. You know, he's uh, making he, score for the Lakers. He, he's definitely he's definitely earned it. Uh, it's remarkable what he can do at the age of 38. That's just crazy. Yeah. That he can uh, put up those kind of numbers still. Okay. Um, but that last little note there, uh, Pettit now ranks 35th all time on the scoring list. So the guy that Wilt passed in 1966 now is 
35th. Yeah. Wow. The times they are a changing. Yeah. Well, even look at that score, though. The score of the game that Wilt broke the record, 149 to 123. And I'm pretty sure they didn't have the three-point shot then. Yeah, that, that'd be right. Because didn't they borrow it from the ABA, which was basically like kind of in the 70s? They yeah. borrowed that. But yeah, 149 points and not a three-point shot out there. That is some fast-paced yeah, basketball. That's true. All right, next one. Okay, 1980. Soviet. Never a good sentence for names <laughs> when the word starts Soviet. Uh, Soviet cross-country skier uh, Nikolay Zemyatov. Sure. We'll yeah? That. Yeah? Is that close enough? Yeah, why not? Um, wins the first of three gold medals at the Lake Placid Winter Olympics. Uh, when he takes out th- uh, when he takes out the thirty thousand event, also wins the relay and the fifty thousand gold. Yeah. Did you ever? I mean, I know Lake Placid isn't super close to Long Island, but did you ever get up to Lake Placid? No. Obviously not for the Olympics, but just. Um, no, never, never been to I've, Lake Placid. I've never been up there either. Um, I hear the Adirondacks, the mountains up there, are just absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, I actually have a have a good friend who pastors up there. Not in Lake Placid, but but about an hour away. Okay. In Northville, New York. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1987, Detroit Pistons, uh, Philadelphia 76ers game draws a crowd of 53,745 at the Pontiac Silverdome uh, in Pontiac, Michigan, I assume. Yeah. Uh, third largest crowd in NBA history. Pistons win. 125-107. Yep. That's okay. a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's a healthy number. That's mm-hmm. like an that's approaching an NFL stadium. Yeah. Uh nineteen ninety-five. The Portland Trailblazers trade Clyde Drexler to the Houston Rockets, who end up winning the ninety five NBA championship. Clyde the Glide. What did they get for Clyde? Do you know? I don't remember. I do not remember. Hmm. No help there. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. That's the limits of my show prep there. Oh, there's still more in the back. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Two more. Oh, boy. Um, uh, 2010, Alexandre Bilodeau. Bilodeau. Am I getting that right? <laughs> sure. Okay. Sometimes you put things on there that you don't know how to pronounce <laughs> either. Uh, wins the gold medal in the freestyle skiing men's moguls event, becoming the first Canadian to win gold medal during a Canadian-hosted Olympics. Are you a skier at all? No, never been. Okay, I've been once. Did not like it. I, I went snowboarding one time. Okay. Um, but I think I was 14. I have not been on a mountain with snow <laughs> since. Yeah. Um, 2019, uh, Oklahoma City... Thunder guard Russell Westbrook makes a triple-double, 44 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists, in an NBA record 11th consecutive game as the Thunder go down 131-122 in New Orleans. Yeah. that That's the stretch in time where Russell Westbrook uh, was putting up crazy numbers every single game, and it always yes. ended with, and the Thunder, and the Thunder lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, who do you like out of that, John? Oh, my goodness. Um, my goodness. Uh, maybe maybe Wilt. You like Wilt? I like Wilt. Well, Wilt. Wilt Chamberlain, Chamberlain it is. 
one thing you liked. All right. Uh, one thing I like. Uh, this week, actually this past weekend, uh, my fantasy baseball league started its uh, draft. And I've, I've never been part of a league that drafts like this before. And it's mm-hmm. great. Uh, we have, I believe, 18 hours to make a pick. And you got to text it into the group chat. And it goes on for weeks. Yeah. And uh, I, I love it every year. Yes. Is this the one that was going on during the Super Bowl or like in the well, – I guess so, – so it goes over a whole – because I'm assuming it's the one that – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan. in Indiana yeah. is uh, is also a part of. So. Yep. And I think he made a pick right before the Super Bowl began maybe. He did. He did. Yes. Yeah. He was explaining it to me. You get to keep six from your previous roster. You get to keep six plus a prospect. So you get to you get to look at farm systems and pick a prospect. And then you uh, and then you go around and you you draft. You have eighteen hours to make a pick. I like it because I will take that eighteen hours and I'll take thirty minutes one day and do research. Okay. Look over like who do I like? Who are my options here? Yeah. Instead of like two minutes on the clock, here you go. Fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah, and I got to make a choice really fast. I like yeah. the, I like the eighteen hours. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so mine is uh, the Lakeland Christian Academy boys basketball team won at least a share of the Hoosier Plains Conference title this past weekend. Nice. This past did you, week. Did you get to watch? I did not. My wife was there, though, um, and uh, happy for them. Um, they've had a fantastic year, and um, – this is the first time they've won the conference since 2019. So that was my son Jake's senior year. Nice. Um, little known fact, I was one of the original creators of the Hoosier Plains Conference. Nice. Yes. Now, it's it, it's gone through a sort of a reboot in terms of dropping some teams, adding some new teams. So yeah. it's a little bit different than it was when, when I was a part of the original uh, creation of it. But uh, yes – one of the unknown things about me, I helped create a basketball conference in yeah. the state of Indiana. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, John, we have crossed the 50-minute threshold. It was worth it. It was worth it for sure. We've talked Super Bowl. Lots of things Super Bowl. Yeah, with, with some with a correspondent. Yeah, yeah. Our Super Bowl correspondent, Will Dawson, in studio joined us it was great yeah it was fun yeah he's he's good on a mic who knew yeah. guys on tv who, who, good on mics who, who could have imagined uh we talked about uh, our impressions of the game we talked about super bowl commercials we talked about super bowl party food mm-hmm. we talked about wilt chamberlain breaking the nba scoring record and then lebron recently breaking it himself and we talked about fantasy baseball draft before you know it, opening day will be here. Yeah, I think it's like maybe next week, pitchers and catchers report. We're yeah. down. We're down to the nitty gritty here. And then the Lakeland Christian Academy boys basketball winning the Hoosier Plains Conference title. So I think by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. And so all that's left to say is until next time, the Lord bless y'all real good. Later. Later.